Welcome to another episode of the You Flourish podcast, where we are your go-to stop for faith-based career coaching to help you flourish in all seasons of your leadership journey. Flourishing happens when you find strength in God to let go of all worry. It's easy to get wrapped up in the stress and hustle of this world and to put faith on the back burner. What if you tune into our podcast every other Tuesday so that you could feel encouraged to go through the rest of your week keeping God top of mind? And if you love what we have to say, make sure you follow us on social media, write a review, and subscribe. Get ready to grow, and let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the You Flourish podcast. I'm super excited because today I'm here with Hannah Kogler. Because, and because, oh my gosh, and um, I'm just really excited because Hannah and I have got the chance to get to know each other a little bit through a lot of our programs, and she's just been um, a great help in, um, she's been on a couple of our committees at You Flourish, and she's just been a great help, and it's been really fun getting to know her, so I'm excited to hear more of her story and for her to share more of her journey and her faith journey with all of us today and learn even more that I don't know, so yeah. Hannah. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, where you work, um, about your family, and everything like that. Sounds good. Well, thanks for having me, Grace. It's been fun to get to know you too, of course. Um, But yeah, my husband and I, Tyler, live in Fargo. We have a daughter who will be two in October. Her name is Harper. Um, We like to joke that it's her world and we're just living in it. And obviously we wouldn't have it any other way, but um, she's kind of the center of our lives right now. And it's, it's all sorts of fun. Um, for work, I work in marketing at a local credit union, town and country credit union, and really enjoy the stuff I get to do there. And then in addition to some other volunteer opportunities, I also get to do some writing for Fargo Mom, which has been really fun to share my um, thoughts on this motherhood journey that I'm on. Um, I went to school at NDSU, so that's what brought me out here to Fargo. I moved away to Bismarck for a few years for my first job and just kind of felt the need to um, get back to Fargo. And we've been here ever since and we love it here. So mm, That's amazing. I love it. Little girl, so fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. And I know you kind of have like a, a history and you kind of moved and you've kind of had some interesting like relationships and you've had to just you know, do a lot of hard things, I feel like, in in that realm. So I would love today to kind of talk about trusting in the plan, even though it's probably something that is really hard and you don't know where the journey is going to take you. So could you just share a little bit about, you know, what does trust in God's plan mean to you and where where has that shown up for you and like how? How did you get through all this stuff? Sounds good. So a um, little background, I'm kind of the type A has to have a plan for everything. Um, if I could probably lay out a five-year plan, I would. And I, I would love to see what exactly is going to happen. Um, I've always been the one in the friend group to plan things and just very organized OCD. Like that's just my personality. So trusting God's plan is very hard for me. And it has been something that I have been working on Um, And I think just exposing myself to other people of faith has really helped with that, especially seeing um, some tougher situations that maybe they have gone through and how they've held their faith. Um, But one that kind of comes to mind just, um, it was about five years ago, 
Um, it, when I think about it now, I think it seems a little bit silly how like overworked I got about something. Um, but at the time it was a big deal. So my boyfriend, my husband now, he was my boyfriend then we're dating and we had been doing long distance for about a year and I had this big grand plan that we were gonna be in Fargo for the summer as he was finishing up his engineering degree to get an internship. And then that would lead to a job in Fargo when he was done. And then, you know, we'd live happily ever after, whatever. Um, so we ended up getting an internship in Wichita, Kansas, which that was a hike and um, just led to, you know, more long distance. And at the time I just had such a hard time with it. Like, I kind of like to joke, you would have thought that someone died because I was just mortified. I was like, what could he be doing? Why is he doing this to us? And um, long story short, five years later, we're here in Fargo. We have a home that we're raising our beautiful daughter in and he's working for the same company um, to provide for our family that he internshiped with in Wichita. So I didn't realize it then. I mean, I thought God was deterring all my plans, but really he was providing um, not only for Tyler, but for me and our future children in the long run. So when I am going through different struggles now, um, that's just always a good example for me to think back to. I mean, I didn't know it was going to end up how it did, but it turned out for the better. And I just have to try as hard as I can, I guess, to keep reminding myself that he's got it. I just have to go along with it. And, um, also know that if there are little changes, I can make those, but in the long run, like you just got to go with it. Yeah, that is, and that's such a hard thing. And one, okay. So I've been long distance, a long distance relationship for almost two years. Um, so I can, I know that that's one of the hardest things ever in, um, trusting that this is right. And this is where you're supposed to be is one of the hardest things. And even I think when you travel for work or stuff like that, like when you're away from the people you love, um, that's a whole nother ball game. Um, so I totally, I really resonate with that story. And I love what you said at the beginning, you said, you know, when you, and I think as women and high achieving women and just being leaders and, um, people, it's really hard to let go of the control mm-hmm. and wanting to always have a plan. And, um, I just, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Cause it's really hard, but you know, you said how God, you thought God was kind of hurting all your plans. You're like, I had this, this is what my life was going to look like. This was a step-by-step plan course of the way it was going to go. But in reality, I mean, you look back now in reality, you, you recognize he was actually preparing you and preparing your family along the whole entire journey for um, your husband to be able to, pr- to provide for you now when back then it seemed like nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that, um, it's just such a good story, but this also reminds me of this thing. I had a friend a while ago, we had talked about the idea that we have a tendency to think of everything in absolutes. And we think everything is going to be the end of the world when something bad happens. And like you said, like probably thought people thought someone died when you were going through all this stuff and like the world was actually ending. So, you know, how can we work to remind ourselves that God is actually in control, even when it seems like there's no hope? And like the world is ending, like, how do we get ourselves out of this? It's, and it's a mental war because we just go back and forth, back and forth. So what have you done? And like, even if you haven't done it, like what, what, what advice do you have for all of us who are like you who want to have a plan? Yeah, I think it, it kind of goes back to two, like, I like to let all my feelings out. I mean, let your feelings be felt, um, but then think a little bit more logically about it. So counting your blessings in the situation that you do have, um, writing out different pros and cons to maybe what's happening 
and just trying to again remember to think through that like it could always be worse and there's a reason for this happening um I kind of mentioned earlier that I felt like my example is a silly example compared to what other people go through and I really admire those who have gone through you know tough times whether it's wanting to have a child losing a child or losing a loved one um I think looking at those people of faith too and maybe how they dealt with those situations and even asking them like how did you do this because I think that a lot about you know friends that have gone through stuff and I'm like how did they remain so positive so faithful um because it's hard and I think just you know talking through the situation really helps too because it can kind of help you feel a little bit more grounded in what's going on yeah I agree with that and that's such a good point just asking somebody because when people want to talk about their story like I even want to talk about my story because I want to like get it out and just share the, what I went through and my struggles and everything. And just as it's easy, it's helpful for all of us to talk through things. But, um, you know, you mentioned earlier surrounding yourself with, with faithful people and also faithful people who have been through trials. And it also reminds me, you know, when you said it, it feels like your story isn't like, isn't even that bad. We also all, we all have our own crosses that we bear. And for you, like that was your cross that you bear. And I'm sure later in life, you'll probably have another cross that you bear. But for other people, like recognizing that our struggles are our struggles and it's okay that it's hard for us because God created us to, that he knew this was going to be our struggle. So he knew it was gonna be really hard for us. Um, but I love, you know, just surrounding yourself with good people who have went through it too. And just being able to talk about it is so important. Um, very comforting so, for sure. Yes. And like you said, it could always be worse. And like, um, someone, oh, I don't remember who I heard this one time, you know, is yeah. Even going back to like, is the world actually going to end if this happens? Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have, Hannah, I wonder, um, if this is something you've ever thought about, but, um, talking about the what ifs, um, mm -hmm. so like, what if this, but like, what if the best, like, turning around and saying like, what if the best thing actually happened? Because we could say, what if this happened? And then your situation, you know, what if, what if it all burned down and everything was horrible, but actually what if it all worked out? Yeah. Uh, I definitely thought through that before. And I think a lot of it too, is like the, um, a closed door leads to an open door. Um, I like that one a little bit too, just because sometimes you can get down the rabbit hole on the what ifs, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But usually if God's taking something away or it feels like that to you, um, I guess in my experience, it, there's a reason for it and there's a new opportunity coming. Like it's, it's just being patient, I think, in those waiting periods and like understanding that it's sometimes okay to not know what the heck is happening and just be like asking him all the time, what are you doing up there? Like, can you take a nap or, um, but finding some humor in it, I guess too, is, has helped me. Um, which I hadn't really thought about until we talked about it, but mm. sometimes you just have to laugh. Like, are you kidding me? And you just shake your head and move on. I love that. Um, there was this book uh, I read one time and it was called, um, I Heard God Laugh. And like, God doesn't have a sense of humor. I mean, you know, Jesus was a human being as well yeah. as he was, you know, God, <laughs> but it's like, he probably, I'm sure he was funny. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I've never thought about it, but like, you know, I, I'm sure he laughs and like, he probably looks at us sometimes and like, oh my gosh, what is that girl doing? And why is she so worried? He probably laughs at our worries. Mm -hmm. um, 
because he already knows here's it figured out so going on yeah that's funny I can like just picture I mean you think about all the people he's watching over I mean probably gets a pretty good show of some silly <laughs> like every day <laughs> honestly that is a really good way to think about it too when we get stuck in our mindsets of mm-hmm. yeah this is this is the end because it isn't working out but it's like you know what I'm not in control anyway so God's probably sitting here literally belly rolling yeah at me because I'm thinking <laughs> I have to make control I also, um, like at work, just for example, sometimes maybe if things seem overwhelming or things aren't going my way, um, thinking in absolutes is easy because you just keep like your mind just keeps running on the bad things or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, taking a second, I've just been like, when I'm walking to the water cooler, I might just say an Our Father or um, just a short prayer, pick up a devotional that I have on my desk just to like, give me a second to like breathe. It's not that bad. Like, it's going to be okay and move on. And uh, I, I haven't always done that, but I feel like I've really tried to do that within the last year. And I think that has helped me just like not dwell on things as much as I mm-hmm. used to. Mm-hmm. And now we talk a lot about like the power of the pause and taking a step back. And, you know, I think um, something Kelsey and I do a lot too is changing our environment. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like getting up from your desk and walking away because we could say, okay, let's sit at my desk and I'm just going to say a quick prayer, but you're still in that environment where you're, yeah. It having that tough conversation or maybe working on that project that really just sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, getting up, walking away for five minutes, saying a prayer as you're doing so, and then coming back to it. I think that's like a, a thing we should do more often is like just removing ourselves um, to find like that peace. I yeah, guess. it kind of reminds me of like, I think you went to the Mel Robbins event, didn't mm-hmm. you? Or, or like five second rule. Like, I kind of feel like it's like that where you just have to like get a reset and. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a good way. I use the five second rule, but it's a good way to connect with God, I think, too, um, in a different way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, if any of you haven't heard um, or heard of Mel Robbins or heard of her five second rule, I, I'll put that in the show notes, um, a link to that, because this is a really good way to, because you go five, four, three, two, one, and you move on. Um, it's just a good way to kind of, okay, I have five seconds, we're done with it. Do it, um, get over it, kind of a thing. So, um, and she, she's such an amazing speaker. So you haven't had a chance to check her out. I would definitely check Mel Robbins out. Um, yeah, we had a, Hannah and I both had a chance to hear her speak in Fargo at an event. So that was such a great opportunity for us, but yeah, I'll link that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. And follow her on Instagram. I would say she has really like good content and she posts a lot. So I feel like that's really helped. I had no idea who she was before the event. And now I'm like, she's so cool. Like, I'm yeah, so- she's so cool. Yeah. Well, and I have another question for you because, you know, you talked about, um, just going back a little bit, you talked a little bit, a bit about, you know, when you're walking to go to water, like saying in our father or doing, you know, things to doing devotional things to kind of get you back on track when you're feeling like the world's going to end. Um, you mentioned, I mean, when we had talked previously, you mentioned that a couple of things you do to really, um, prepare yourself for the day and kind of incorporate faith into, um, every aspect of your life and one of the things you do I remember you mentioned saying that you pray pray on your way to work and I know that seems like such a probably like a simple thing but talk about you know how you started to do that and like what does that look like for you and how has that kind of impacted you um just that simple act of praying on your way to work yeah sounds good so I joined a bible study I think it was back in September of 21 and I remember one of the ladies saying early on like she prays on the way to work and that was just like such an easy way for her to connect and 
I probably didn't start doing it till January, to be honest, because it was just, I mean, you had to take effort to do it. Nothing just happens. And um, with life with a toddler and getting out of the house, it's just like, I don't really, um, I mean, I could get up earlier and probably give myself time to do it, but I'm already in the car. It's just like an easy thing for me to do. It's a quiet space. And um, I've just started to do it every morning, probably since January. So I've been going for a good six, seven months now, which has been fun. Um, but I just feel a lot more connected and I feel like um, it's not only good for my relationship with God, but it's good for me too to just like talk through some things that are heavy on my heart. Um, and I usually try to like speak out loud instead of just in my head because I feel like um, I'm a little bit more into it when I do that. Um, so another girl from my Bible study also like gave some prayer examples and she always starts with um, thanking God for things. So I try to follow that thank him for my blessings, whatever has been going on or what, you know, makes me feel happy. And then I usually try to pray for others that I love and maybe others that I don't love or, you know, I don't have the relationship with, I guess would be a better way to say it. And um, maybe different things going on in the world that are weighing heavy on my heart. And then I just um, wait for myself for the end and ask for any needs or anything that I need. And I'm not perfect. I mean, it, it doesn't always happen. Like the other morning, I don't think I was speaking out loud and I said in our father and a hail Mary. And then I found myself just like glazed over and, and it was done. And I don't always, um, if that happens, I guess I don't try to start over. Like, I just know that I maybe need to do it at a different time of day. Um, so making it not seem like it's a burden on me either has really helped. Like I look forward to it and I just feel that it helps me center my day a little bit. Um, I get a little break from the busyness in my home life before I get to work and have to tackle the next thing. Um, so yeah, I would recommend it. Just turn the radio off for, you know, five, 10 minutes. It's really all you need and um, just kind of let it out, I guess. Yeah, and I think there is so much power in speaking out loud. Mm -hmm. um, I just read or heard something about, you know, we we often, we pray to where we pray and we pray in our heads and that's great and everything, but speaking it out loud, it really feels like a conversation and like God is, I just picture, you know, in your car, God sitting in that passenger seat next to you and you're just talking to him like you're talking to a friend and getting all of your things out and thanking him for all the wonderful things. And another thing you mentioned is that, you know, you're, part of your prayer is praying for people you have like a relationship with that maybe it's hard to have a relationship with them. Um, that I was just reading in one of my books, um, that it truly, the idea, you know, uh, love your neighbor as yourself and that people, the people we should love the most, the people we, that it's the hardest to love because, um, uh, that's what real love is. And, um, uh, I just think that that's such a beautiful thing to build into your daily habits is praying for those that it's the hardest to pray for, because honestly, you know, we need it more than we think. And it's just like that, like I said, it's just true love. Um, yeah. How have you, how have you seen, you know, praying for those people? Like, have you seen that benefit you or like, how has that worked in your life? And how have you seen the impacts from that? Yeah, I think it definitely gives me a better headspace about maybe the situation. Like I could be feeling like, oh, this one person's driving me nuts. And you know, our initial thing is to think like, oh, it's it's everything they're doing or whatever, but there's always something going on in people's lives. This could be happening and that's what's making them react like this. And while that's not always in a good excuse, it's a good way for you to be like, okay, this is why this is happening. Is there anything I can do? Like a lot of my prayers, I guess, in those situations is like, give me the patience, grant me the understanding, 
I mean, um, just helping, and it's kind of seems self-serving, but helping me through maybe those difficult situations in life with people that I may not always agree with or understand. Um, and that self-serving of helping me, I think helps the relationship or the situation. Mm -hmm. I would, I also think it's very humbling too, when you pray for other people that is the hardest to pray for, because it's just recognizing like, yeah, like you said, they probably have something going on. They do have something going on in their life that we know nothing about, but also it's a two-way relationship and we're not perfect either. So just staying humble and like knowing that there's always something that we could be doing better. Um, and just praying to God that you have the, you know, the ability to do what that person needs and to, um, really just make that relationship what God's wanting it to be. Um, yeah. and I, I think all of this really goes back to just grounding. Like you keep saying, like prayer is just grounds you, um, in a nutshell. Yeah. I think one thing too, that as I've learned to pray more and like take the dedicated time at mm -hmm. first, I really felt like I was being repetitive. Um, like for example, I always say a prayer for like my friends who are expecting babies and like mm -hmm. praying for a safe journey and whatnot. Um, and it was like, why am I saying this every day? Like I, he knows that I'm praying for this, but I kind of had to just let go of that and be like, I have, I have to pray for them every day. Like I think about them every day, or I think about these situations every day. Like it's no different than me vocalizing them. I think that was a good connection for me to make too, as, um, I mean, I grew up Catholic. I've like my entire life, but like actually praying consistently other than, you know, saying grace before dinner, or bedtime prayers when you were a kid, wasn't really a big thing for me until probably, I mean, recently when I started it, it was more praying when, you know, things were going wrong. So this has been a good way for me to understand that it's good to pray, you know, in all circumstances. And it, if it's the same prayers seven days in a row, like, who cares? That's, that's what you need to get out now. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree with you. It was really, I learned it's about the relationship, not so much just about the prayers you're saying. And so that's why, I don't know, I just, I'm picturing in my head how powerful it is to just think of like God sitting next to you um, mm -hmm. and not, not just like this person in the sky that we pray to and we, yeah, when we need help, when things are going wrong, but this person, that's just my friend who's sitting, sitting next to me. And I'm just telling them about all these things going on in my life and that, you know, I just need, we just need him. We need a, we need a relationship with him. It's like our best friend. Like we need our best friend. Um, so I think that, and it's so important because I think, like you said, as we're, when we're younger and I grew up Catholic too, like um, same thing. It's just what we do. We just pray and we go through the motions and you kind of say your same prayers. But when you recognize that it's so much more than that and you really seek to know God, um, I think that's where like their true beauty and like you really feel his love. So um, yeah, if you're struggling to, you know, find that prayer life, I would say to anyone listening, practice, you know, in the car, wherever you're feeling like you can maybe picture God actually sitting next to you that I think is such a powerful, um, just an image and just a, yeah, everything in general. That's funny. I've never like thought about him sitting there with me. Like I'm always like driving. So I'm like looking ahead. So uh -huh. it's like interesting. That's what you think about. I'm like, no, I'm probably going to think about that more, you know, yeah. but then again, it's like, we have to picture him as someone, you know, yeah. but that yeah. can be really hard sometimes to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like, 
like you said, you mentioned earlier, every, it's not perfect either every day. And like some days you say you're our father and I'm Mary and you're done and you're like, okay, I can't think anymore. But like, he's always like, he's so steadfast and no matter what, like he's going to be there. And I think that in some days, some days you maybe can picture him sitting next to you, but some days it's just like, you just need, I don't even know what you need, but like, no matter what, he's going to be exactly what you need him to be every single day. And like, that's just like his grace and beauty. And like, wow, we are so blessed mm-hmm. and beloved, like, oh, so cool. Yeah, no, I love it. I agree. And I think even in silence too, like mm-hmm. other than just listening to the radio and, you know, not that the morning shows aren't great, but sometimes I'll just do silence too. Like if those times when I can't think or I can't pray like that, that's a good alternative too, to kind of center you and just give you, give you space for when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, you know, when it, we talked a little bit about, you know, having those relationships with others and, you know, going at work, what can you do to, um, you know, bring God into work and all these things, but when it comes to other people and, you know, making sure we, we can help ourselves trust in God and everything, but we have to pray for other others will too. And like you said, sometimes you find yourself praying for the same people over and over again, the same things, but we really need to pray that other people can find the trust that we found um, because we can't do this alone. So mm-hmm. how, when it comes to like, we talk all about flourishing I and mean, when our podcast is called you flourish. So how do you help other people flourish and especially help other people flourish in their faith? Yeah, I think a lot of it goes back to, I mean, being open to talk about your faith and um, being more forthcoming and saying, hey, I said a prayer for you today. I'm thinking about you or, you know, reaching out more like that. Um, And I think just listening anytime that you can listen to someone and truly hear them. I think that's helping them flourish, knowing you're there for them. Um, And I think just, you know, making the decision of who you want to surround yourself with, what activities you want to participate in. And um, that's kind of telling, I guess, to who you are as a person and kind of those values you want to uphold. And um, I think it's easy, like when people say, oh, I need prayers on this. It can be so easy to, yep, I'm going to say a prayer for them or whatever. And that's been another thing I've been trying to work on is if I say I'm going to say a prayer for you, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and say a prayer for them. And because otherwise it gets lost in the shuffle, things happen, whatever. Um, So that's been a good way, I think, for me to help people flourish, maybe even if they don't know it. Um, Just trying to be as caring as possible and also just sharing my faith and whatever situation warrants it. Yeah, I think that's such a good thing you just said about, you know, we always are like, oh, I'm praying for you. But mm-hmm. how often do we actually stop and pray for that person? And I literally yesterday had this same exact thought you just talked about because I, I text, I don't know who I texted, someone of my friends and I was like, oh, I'm praying for you. Yeah. But did I actually stop and pray? So uh, this is something I'm coming to now is like actually praying and like setting aside that time to be intentional about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a girl in my Bible study, and I just thought this was such a cool thing. Her and her boyfriend um, started this list. They started a prayer list. So every single night they go through it together and they um, pray for the people and like an attention, an intention for them. And I just thought, I was like, wow, that is such a beautiful thing to actually pray. And I, I texted her, I was like, hey, I really need prayers. And she's just like, oh, you're already on my list. And like, wow. she actually is praying for me. And, you know, even helping other people flourish, even if they don't know it like God knows it and Mm -hmm. he's the most powerful. So either way, if we're praying for them, like, I think that's such a cool way that you help people flourish. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's so I think it's cool with prayer too. Like there's always another step you can take. Like we've tried, you know, to do a little bit more prayer with Harper and, uh, you know, Tyler and I need to pray together. Like that's another thing that we could work on in the future. Mm-hmm. And, and there, I think there's just always something more that you can do. And not to discredit what you're doing, because I don't like when people are like, well, I could always be doing more because I don't think that's the case. But I think that's a good point, too, when you're maybe feeling really good about what you're doing. Okay, what else could I do? I mean, Mm -hmm. what are other avenues where you can um, share your faith with loved ones and also, you know, maybe mix it up for you, too? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's interesting. But I'll just want to make note, like, don't discredit anything you're doing because anything's better for nothing. Right. And I think, like you said, we can always be striving. We can always try to do something better. And I think when it comes to faith and, you know, all the stuff we talk about and trying to spread, you know, we spread God's word and like all these things. But in reality, like we just need to remember the love God has for us. And that if we remember that it's going to shine through us and that can shine on anybody. So, you know, we can do all these things and we can try to incorporate and like, blah, 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 but it's ultimately your relationship too. And it's my relationship and it's all of our individual relationships. And so that's going to look so different. Um, So that's a really good point. I also think too, um, just in, you know, trying to trust God a little bit more has really led to a more positive lifestyle for myself as well. Um, And I think after having a child and, and knowing a lot more things were out of my control contributed to that as well. But knowing that what's happening is what's happening, whether I like it or not, mm-hmm. has maybe allowed me to look more at the positive side of things and not dwell so much on the negative. And I think that has helped me show up um, so much better in all the roles in my life and for myself too, because I mean, we all know that when you have negative thoughts, it's so easy to think about those more, but allowing myself to kind of push past that has really just made me, I think, a happier version and not that I wasn't before, but I do think it's really enhanced my life, um, just being able to be more positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, what's happening, it's happening, and that's what it is. And I think it's yeah, just like, okay, let's go with it. Mm-hmm. It's and I it's I do agree, but you know, it takes time to get there. Oh, for and sure. I, and I'm, I'm in the middle of figuring it out. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're all still figuring it out, and it's it's easy to be like, well, she's doing it, so like. And no way. Like we are all on this journey together and we're figuring it out. Um, but just like, I like that. What's happening is happening. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good reminder. My cousin, I think, used to say, you get what you get. And you don't throw a fit. And that was yep. like saying. And I'm like, uh, but I mean, kind of. <laughs> like, but that's a good, I mean, usually you think of that as like, you know, you get something and you want, you want it's like, a, I don't know, a prize. Let's just say you wanted something else. Yeah. Get what you get. Don't have a fit. But in life I mean you do you get dealt the cards you get dealt and Mm -hmm. it is just what you do with it truly and you know God will present you with your cross and your battles and it is like what we talked about at the beginning I mean what our cross that we bear and like the challenges we go through is what we get Mm -hmm. and the next person you know they get what they get and you just go with it and deal with it as it comes so yeah mm. totally (laughs) Well, Hannah, this has been so wonderful. And I don't want to throw you for a loop. I don't know if you have this prepared or not, but I would love to know if you have a favorite Bible verse or story that you could share with us. Yeah, I was kind of laughing because I feel like you, we talked about this a little bit, but Tyler and I have a sign in our bathroom and that's, I think it's John 15, 12. I wrote it down, so I'm peeking here, but it's <laughs> love each other as I have loved you. And 
we talked a whole lot about that but I love that one because again it's it can sometimes be hard to love even the ones we love most I mean and it's just a good reminder to see every day that um, again just treating people how you want to be treated treat people like Jesus treated people and Mm -hmm. that's really all we can do Um, and then another one it's one Corinthians I, I can't remember what book it's in um, but we had a song in church and it never really hit me that it was a Bible verse, which is obviously quite silly <laughs> until I like read it one day in one of my devotionals. And it's a little bit different in the Bible, but um, the song just goes, I has not seen, ear has not heard what God has ready for those who love him. And I just love that because it's easy to roll off your tongue. And it's, it's so true. Like we truly have no idea what's happening and what you know he's planning up there and as long as we love him we have to trust that he'll provide for us and the way he thinks he needs to Hmm. I love that yeah we are just you know to wrap it up we are we are not in control and like trust is truly all we need to have and like surrender that's something I've been resonating a lot with lately I'm like okay surrender like on my knees surrender everything because truly it's not mine it's his yeah so oh that's so good (laughs) well yeah thank you so much for sharing your story and these bible verses with us and you know everything that all of the wisdom that you have because even if you think you don't have a lot of wisdom I think everyone's going to gain a lot from this podcast and just hearing you know what you do and what we can implement into our lives and try um, but also that we are just beloved and we just also have to trust and just love so um yeah Hannah thank you so much yeah thanks for having me it was good to chat with you I feel like that went by so quick (laughs) okay (laughs) well thanks Hannah thank you